that they could be here and work and serve in that capacity. Uh, Thursday, I had a meeting with several district leaders. We were just basically uh, doing a kind of a post-mortem of the event, of the assembly, uh, already making plans for next year's, uh, which will be hosted up in Jonesboro at our Forest Home Church. And uh, they, they just, to a T, every, every leader, uh, every person told us that it was one of the smoothest uh, ran events and, and, and that they could recall. And uh, we couldn't do that without your sacrificial attitude, your willingness to serve and volunteer, and our tremendous staff. And I'm honored uh, to serve as your pastor. Uh, this morning, I know it's Father's Day. I got a card and uh, got a gift, got an awesome cornhole set. If you don't know what a cornhole is, uh, you're just missing out on life in general. Uh, but anyway, I, I know it's Father's Day, and as we celebrate our fathers today, uh, I also want us to celebrate the church uh, and celebrate what God is doing through the church. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, think it, I think it goes together uh, because God has called the men uh, to be the leaders in our families uh, when it comes to our relationships with God and being followers of Jesus. Our men have been called. That's our obligation, men, to be the spiritual leaders. It's not your wife's obligation. It's not the kid's obligation to say, we ought to go to church today. It's the responsibility of the men. And so today we want to celebrate the leadership that our men have taken in our church and celebrate some things that happen in the church because here's the deal. I'm responsible uh, by our denomination every year to give you a report, uh, basically a state of the church to tell you where we're at and what God has done uh, in the past and a vision of, of the future. And so uh, this morning we're going to take uh, some time to do that today uh, on May 1st. 2011, you entrusted me to be your pastor, uh, the pastor of this church, and here we are, eight years later, and some of you said it would never last, right? And uh, I was one of those that said it would never last. I questioned what you were thinking and what you were doing when you called me to be your pastor, but seriously, this past week, I was able to give my eighth report on behalf of uh, this church as the pastor. It was an incredible honor to be able to share with our District Assembly family uh, what God is doing in your lives and what God is doing in your families and what God is doing uh, here in the church in, in Greenbrier. As many of you know, we begin our church year. It doesn't begin in January. Our church year begins in May and, uh, uh, of each year. And so today, I humbly stand before you as your pastor to celebrate uh, with you, your report of what God has done in and through you over this past year. So let's get started and let's celebrate today what God's doing through your faithfulness and through your obedience. First, I want to begin with our local church membership. This year, we've taken in 29 uh, new members into the church. Uh, last year, we took in 22. This past year, we lost three by death. And we had seven that transferred. Uh, this brings our current membership today to 491. And I'll just real quickly make a plug right here and say, if you're not a member today, why not? 
We would love for you to be. I would love to talk with you more about becoming a member of the Greenbrier Church. Uh, maybe you would be interested in a small group uh, that Hunter and Melanie Thrasher host in their home uh, that's basically called what it means to be a Nazarene, what, what we're about as a denomination, our local church, our doctrine. Uh, they'll answer all the, any questions that you have about the Church of the Nazarene in general. So if you're interested in something like that, uh, let me know. We'll get you on the schedule, or I would love to talk with you about what it means to be a member of the Church of the Nazarene. The next category, uh, and you will notice this morning that there are increases in every number statistic that I'm going to show you, and we had a record-setting year in the church, and so we should celebrate. And if you want to clap from time to time, that would be okay. Okay, because I believe God would be honored in that. The next category this morning, though, is morning worship. Our average morning worship uh, the past year was 371, an increase uh, from 356 last year. Uh, and the highlight of our year, again, was Easter weekend. Uh, wow, God continues to, to bless and do incredible things. We celebrated many people coming to know Christ uh, that weekend. We had uh, over a dozen that were baptized. We had 795 people in attendance on Easter. That's incredible. Yeah, you can clap. Who'd have ever thought, Frankie, that there would be 795 people in a little Nazarene church in Greenbrier, Arkansas? Wow. Next thing I want to celebrate is our NYI, which stands for Nazarene Youth International. Uh, that includes 7th graders up through college. Our teen ministry uh, continues to be a thriving ministry of our church under the leadership of Daniel and Emily Hillian who are doing a tremendous job. Uh, we are blessed to have them along with the leadership of our NYI president, uh, Thomas Bradley, who represents our teens on our church board. Uh, that's an elected position. Uh, he was elected by the, the NYI group. Uh, and they also have, and, and I don't know if you're aware of this, they have a very talented uh, student leadership team that they have put in place that is a critical part of what takes place in our teen ministries and they give feedback and have creative ideas in how to build the kingdom and minister to teenagers uh, in our community. The current enrollment of our NY teen ministry is 68. God is doing an amazing work in the lives of our teens. I love their passion. I love their excitement. It's contagious. Uh, as they work to build the kingdom of God and understand that the calling uh, for the church is not just a calling on their parents and their grandparents, but it's a calling on our youth today to build the kingdom of God. And as they enter into their schools and their locker rooms and all the different places that they go, that is their mission field. And they get it. And they're about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I celebrate uh, our teens and, and just the, the, the great uh, blessing that they are to our church. Folks, we must remain faithful in equipping them and encouraging them to be followers uh, of Jesus. Now I want to celebrate what God's doing in our children's ministry. Uh, this past year, God blessed us with the opportunity to move into a brand new children's uh, worship center back there. Uh, this is something that we can all be proud of. Uh, this past week, as our district family gathered, and many of them 
came to this location for the first time uh, in the past few years, I heard over and over again how impressed people were with what you did uh, back there in the Family Life Center for our children. The investment that you have made in our kids is obvious and it's evident uh, and it's exciting. Uh, kids are important and we must be willing to invest in kids and our children's ministry. And so we intend to be faithful in that area. As long as I'm the pastor of this church, I intend for us to be faithful when it comes to our teens and to our kids, ministering not only to the kids of our church, but ministering to the kids and the families of our community as well. And I just want to blow your mind this morning. It's mind-blowing to look up there and see. That God has entrusted to the Greenbrier Church of the Nazarene 161 kids. That's the number of kids that are enrolled today in our children's ministry. Folks, 161 children that God has trusted us with. 161 souls that God has brought into our church so that we would plant seeds and encourage them and disciple them and grow them into being Christians that God would have them to be. And our children's ministry is under the direction of Amanda Odom, and she does a tremendous job organizing and directing. Yeah. And she would be the first to tell you that she can't do what she does without a tremendous group, an army of volunteers that do children's ministry in this church. It takes a lot of people to do what we do in two different services every Sunday, on Wednesday nights, vacation Bible school, all the different uh, things that we have for kids. It takes uh, many, many volunteers, and it's because of our volunteers and great staff that we have one of the most vibrant children's ministries in this area. Uh, we're planting seeds in the life of those kids, folks, uh, that will impact them for all of eternity. And that's an awesome responsibility, and we need to always be mindful that it is a responsibility. And, and, and I just want to add here real quickly, again, we have 68 enrolled in teen ministry, 161 enrolled in children's ministry. Do you know that that's 229 precious souls that have been placed under our care? 229 that's been placed. Yeah, you can clap. And if you think about it, each one of these ministries are larger than most congregations in churches across America today. And Daniel and Amanda, they have a, a big job, a big responsibility, and they need your support. Not, you know, volunteer support, financial support, because here's the deal. 229 kids are worth it, and they always will be. The next statistic that we report is our Sunday school and discipleship numbers. Our, our Sunday morning Sunday school is what takes place between 9.30 10.30 here on Sunday morning. For the past year, our average was 114. But here's the exciting thing about that. We understand and realize that Sunday school isn't for everyone. You know, and while Sunday school is an important part uh, of discipling followers of Jesus, it's not the only way that we do that. 
And so we also have the opportunity to disciple people that, that don't come to Sunday school. We have the opportunity to disciple them in our Wednesday night services that we have available all over the building in different areas for all ages. Our small groups that meet on a weekly basis, many of those meet on Sunday nights. Our women's Bible studies that are scheduled uh, all throughout the week here, often throughout the year. And so over this past year, we've had the opportunity to disciple an average of 437 people in these areas. And church, we must continue to provide opportunities for people to be discipled. We've been called to make disciples, which also means we are to encourage them in their growth as followers of Jesus Christ. So we must continue to find creative ways to disciple others and, 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 and disciple people in the church. And so this morning, I would encourage you, if you're not a part of that, if you're not being discipled today in some area of the church, I encourage you to, to get involved, to get plugged in, because it is critical. God designed the church for a reason. It was so that we would come together and be encouragers and, and, and grow together in, in, in knowledge of His Word and God's plan for our lives. And it's critical in your life that you surround yourself with Christians who will help you do that and walk with you uh, in your relationship with Jesus. And so if you're not doing that today, I encourage you uh, to get involved. The next statistic I want to look at is the most exciting. This is the one that makes it all worth it and makes all of heaven rejoice. And that's the number of salvations that we had. And that's 43 souls that have come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if you don't clap now, I'm going to be really upset. Because that is amazing. 43 people have accepted Christ this past year through the ministries of this church and your faithfulness and your obedience to be seed planters. And I believe that this is solely a result of what you are doing outside the walls of the church. Your faithfulness to live out the gospel to the people around you each and every day and you've been faithful to bring them in and allow us to introduce them to Jesus as well and I went back and looked and over the past five years y'all this is phenomenal we have seen 153 people accept Christ as their Lord and Savior of their life 153 people in five years folks that is amazing that is almost unheard of uh, today and so we celebrate that great job Great job, because I'm going to tell you something. Heaven rejoiced with us when every single of those 153 people came to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we also celebrated this past year with 25 baptisms. Uh, and again, if you have been saved and you have not been baptized yet, I encourage you to take your next step of faith. Jesus said, repent. Be saved and be baptized. It's the very first step of faith that you can take. And, and I'll move on. to. I know I, I, pre I preach on that a lot, but it's a, it's a big deal to be able to celebrate that uh, with you. And now uh, I want to move on this morning real quickly. I want to just uh, take a look at the highlights of our finances. And while some people would rather that we not talk about money uh, in the church, it's important because it's important to what we do in building the kingdom 
uh, in our church. And I will continue to talk about money because Jesus talked about money. All right? And, and not because we need your money, because as you're going to see uh, in these statistics that God has blessed us abundantly, it's not because we need your money, but it's because you need to be faithful to what God has blessed you with. Uh, uh, everything that you have is His. And he's called you to be good stewards of that. Every single blessing comes from above. He's asked you to, to be a steward of it. And he simply asks that you bring a portion of that back into the church to build his kingdom and continue his work. And many of you uh, have been faithful to do that. And as a result, a record-setting year in our finances, a record-setting year in areas of, of giving, being able to partner with other ministries. And I just want to show you a highlight of that, but this blows my mind this morning. Our total income for the year was $743,790. Folks, that's amazing. That's amazing. Right here in Greenbrier, Arkansas, population 5,000. Not counting dogs, cats, pigs, and cows. That's amazing. And as a result of your faithfulness to bring your tithes and offerings, we've been able to be a huge blessing to others. And I just want to hit some of the highlights of how uh, of areas of ministry have been affected because of your finances. The first thing is world evangelism. Over the past year, we have given almost $40,000 to missions throughout the Church of the Nazarene International. Every penny. And I'll tell you how this works. A lot of these different uh, budgets that we have are based on percentages. And so a percentage... Uh, five and a half or five and a quarter percent I, I can't remember the exact it's over five percent of every penny that is given goes to missions in our church it immediately it comes off the top when it comes in five and a half percent goes to world evangelism and missions so that the work of Jesus can be carried out around the world in the church of the Nazarene we often think of the church as the Nazarenes, this awesome little church in Greenbrier, Arkansas. But I'm going to tell you, God is doing a tremendous work in the church of the Nazarene all around our world. Some of you have been on mission trips. Some of you have been to third world countries. Some of you have been to Belize. A lot of our people have been to Belize ministering to the people uh, of that great country there. And you will see everywhere you go, Church of the Nazarene. Church of the Nazarene. We are known in third world countries as the church that provides education for their children. There are Nazarene schools scattered all around the world. And not only that, but hospitals. They know the Church of the Nazarene is where they can get medical care. And so, you know, this $40,000 that you've raised and we've been able to give goes toward that to help, you know, build churches, to help do those things around the world. And you were part of that by being faithful to bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Another area that you have supported is our district support, our district ministries that we do right here on the North Arkansas District. Uh, over the past year, you've given almost $31,000 to the ministry of the North Arkansas District Church of the Nazarene. This money goes toward our, our local uh, ministries that we do here across the district. Uh, discipling others 
uh, on the district. Starting new churches, uh, enabling us to have things like teen camp, teen church camp. Uh, children's camp, which um, uh, we've got several that are leaving tomorrow to go to children's camp for the week. The, this money goes toward helping to do that, goes toward retreats, ministry training for pastors and staff, and, and to maintain a state-of-the-art uh, district office that we have in Conway, Arkansas that is second to none. I'm telling you, it's really nice, and it supports the 55 churches that we have here on our district, and you're a part of that. Our educational support, uh, the Church of the Nazarene has colleges scattered all over the world as well, educating people today to be our next uh, doctors and pastors and missionaries and teachers and many other professional careers. Uh, our regional college is located just outside Oklahoma City on a little community called Bethany. Uh, and over the past year, we have contributed uh, almost $16,000 to help fund their mission of being a private school, a private Christian college. And the investment that you're making in the lives of those young people is worth it. Pensions and benefits. This is an area not a lot of people know about, but a percentage of all of our money that comes in uh, goes to help. Uh, with retired pastors, retired Nazarene pastors. It's an investment that we're making into the lives of men and women that have made a huge investment and a huge sacrifice of their lives and their families preaching the gospel and building the kingdom. And so we help with their pensions and, and their retirement. And, and then here, uh, I want to show you next to kind of wrap this all up, the investment that we have made towards local ministry right here in the church, right here in Greenbrier, right here in our community. $554,356. This is an investment that you have made so that we can do what we're doing right here to build the kingdom in Greenbrier, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas. This includes the investment that we make uh, in our facilities, to keep our facilities updated, to keep the air on and the lights on, right? The day-to-day -day operations. This covers the staffing uh, and all of our local church ministries. It includes investments uh, into partnerships that we have with other ministries, such as Soaring Wings Ranch, Soul Food Cafe, which is a uh, a, food, a place in Conway that helps the needy with food. The Bethlehem House, a homeless shelter in Conway. And also a partnership we have with the Conway Ministry Center. And also our partnership with a, a ministry we do in our church that not a lot of people know about. And we're going to highlight it a little more here in just a minute. But it's called Motorsport Mission. How many of you are familiar with Motorsport Mission out of, out of the Church of the Nazarene? Not very many. This is a ministry that you sponsor, you support. Uh, it, it's so awesome. It's a ministry that's led by our very own Keith and, and Gretchen Rooney. Gretchen, for years, served as our children's pastor here. She stepped into more of a discipleship pastor role a few years ago. And uh, they, they basically, every weekend, almost every weekend, uh, are somewhere serving as chaplains at a car race, an ATV race, a motocross race. Keith, 
Keith actually races motocross motorcycles. And so uh, the idea be, began that there's a huge ministry out there, a huge place for people who aren't going to be in church on the weekends. And so we're taking the gospel to them. And so we partner with Keith and, Keith and Gretchen. Uh, we financially support them and give them everything that they need in order to minister to people every single weekend that would never walk through the doors of this church, right? And so we are, we're blessed by that ministry. They, they'll average, you know, some weeks he'll call and he'll say, you know, I only had 10 today. And some weeks he'll call and he'll say, you know, I had 60 show up before the race that I was able to, you know, share the gospel with. And Gretchen, you know... Uh, teaches the kids that are, are there with them, and she ministers to them. Powerful, powerful ministry uh, that you're a part of. Uh, this also includes the work that we do through our school outreach uh, ministry, where we provide school supplies, we provide backpacks, we provide shoes, clothing, and any other needs that our school makes us aware of. Every counselor and principal in every school in Greenbrier and Guy knows that if they have a student that has a need, all they have to do is call the Church of the Nazarene, and it'll be met within 24 hours. We've provided classes for students. We, we've provided blankets for students. We've done so much. This is a part of that, and, and we couldn't have done that without you. And then, of course, there's our community outreach things that we do that really isn't an evangelistic tool as much as it is just loving on our community. Just telling our community that we love them and hoping that they see the love of Jesus Christ in and through that. When we do our egg hunts and we do our Halloween, I'm, I'm sorry, we can't call it Halloween, our fall festival, when we do that, you know, and, and all kinds of events that we host and we do throughout the community, all of that is a part of this as well. Folks, over half a million dollars investing in this community, investing in building the kingdom right here in Greenbrier, Arkansas. We also celebrated recently that because of this blessing, uh, we were able to recently pay off the loan that we had, uh, that we took out to build this sanctuary, some of the classroom space, and the office area there. We were able to pay that off uh, this past year, and the value of our current facilities, property, and contents is estimated today around $2 million. Uh, our current indebtedness, our current indebtedness on that $2 million is on our church worship, uh, children's worship center that we have back there. And we only owe two, about $200,000 on that. And I look forward to the day that we will be debt free. Folks, as a church, we've been blessed. And I've said thousands of times, we've been blessed to be a blessing. And as a church, you've been faithful to be a blessing. We have much to celebrate. But as I have often said before in the past, we must celebrate what God has done. We should celebrate what God has done and what He has done in the past. But folks, He's not finished. He's not finished. And that ought to excite all of us because we've seen what he's done. And he wants to do even more than we can imagine in the days ahead. We can't get comfortable in what we've done. We can't get comfortable in what 
he's done. We can't get comfortable in the past. My prayer is, is that he would continue to make us uncomfortable so that we would continue to think outside the box. We would continue to step outside our comfort zones to do things that we may have never done before, but to do them in order that the world would be reached for Jesus Christ. And I just want to close this morning uh, with a few thoughts uh, before we go. Uh, I believe with all my heart, I believe this with all my heart, the local church is the hope of the world. I believe God uh, created the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. He created the church because he knew it would be through the church that the world would see hope. It would be through the church that the, the world would know hope, that the world would experience hope, and the world would be introduced to hope. It was through the church that God designed uh, for that to happen. And I believe that the local church is definitely the hope of the world today. And I believe that God is going to continue to do that in and through His church. I believe that He's going to continue to stir up the church and stir up the body of Christ to do more than we've ever done, to do more than we ever thought uh, was possible. In the Gospel of John chapter 4, I told you I would get there eventually. The Gospel of John chapter 4, we see Jesus encounter a woman at the well. And we see this story of how Jesus shares with her that, you know, what she really needs is not the water from the well, but what she really needs is this living water that he's talking about, right? And the disciples, at the conclusion of this, the disciples seem a little bit concerned about what Jesus is talking about. They seem to be a little bit maybe confused about what's going on here and what Jesus is saying. And they're thinking that he must be hungry or he must be thirsty or something like that. And I want to pick it up at verse 31. I know this is an odd place, but this is just where God brought us this morning. Verse 31 says, Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, you need to eat something, right? You need to eat. But Jesus said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Right, the disciples are saying, Jesus, you know, we're worried about you. Maybe you need to eat something. You know, you need to consume something. But Jesus says this, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And verse 33 says, then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? What's it, what's it called, that delivery service now, uh, where, where they'll bring you food? Talk, you're going to have to talk louder, I'm half deaf. Yeah, Bite Squad, there's all kinds of different places. You know, they're like, you know, did, did someone deliver food to Jesus or did he get some food? But then Jesus says something that they don't get it. He says something that's really, really powerful. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And do what? To finish his you have your Bibles this morning, I would encourage you to underline, finish His work. Jesus says, my food, my nourishment is something else, right? When, when everyone else around us, when everyone else is thinking, you know, feel me, feel me, what actually feels him, Jesus says, is to feel others. What, what actually fills him is to pour in 
to others and to feel others. Jesus is what nourishes me is to pour into the lives of others, to do the work of God and finish the work that he sent me to do. And don't miss this, the disciples were concerned with what? Consumption. The disciples were concerned with consumption. You know, we need to consume. We've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to focus on us. We need to be fed. And I think it's important that we notice here that Jesus wasn't concerned with consuming. He was concerned with contributing. And friends, Jesus is our example. We are to be a reflection of Jesus. The church, the body of Christ, is to look like Jesus Christ, and, and He's our example. And so this morning, the challenge is for every single one of us, if we call ourselves a Christian, and we call ourselves a part of the body of Christ, is this. Yes, we should celebrate what God has done. It's been amazing to be a part of that, right? I mean, it's amazing to think. I don't know about you, but as we went through that, did you kind of not feel proud, you know, that God had chosen us bunch of redneck, backward people to do that kind of work through? I know some of you think you're better than that, but you're not, all right? But we've got to remember that we have been called. You know, it's amazing to be a part of that. We must remember we have been called to contribute. We've been called to serve. We've been called to make disciples, not to be consumers. We have a higher calling than just thinking about ourselves. right? We have a higher calling than that, to be worried about what we're going to get out of it. There's a much higher calling. We must invest in the lives of others. We must continue to invest in the lives of others. And this morning, uh, as we close, I want to share with you the report that I had uh, the great honor to give. Your report uh, of your church, I was able to share this with our district assembly uh, this past week. I could not be more honored to give my eighth report for the Greenbrier Church today. And while this may be a small rural town with a population of only 5,000 people, there is nothing small about what God is up to here in our little community. This year, we are celebrating our 115-year anniversary as a church here on this piece of ground. And you can see in the statistical reports that God just continues to bless their faithfulness. We had a record year of giving, and we celebrated by paying off the bank loan on the facilities that we're enjoying today. This past year, we had a great celebration as we opened a new children's worship center, and the growth that we've experienced since doing that at times has been overwhelming. But we are most grateful that God has allowed us to be part of 43 people accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior over this past year. And I wish I had the time today to tell you every story, but I can assure you with great confidence today that God is still in the business of saving the lost and transforming lives. We've been so blessed to begin a new journey with several young families that have never even been a part of a church before, and it's absolutely beautiful to see them experience new life in Christ and to grow in the Lord. 
This great church continues to embrace the call to make disciples by loving God and loving our neighbors. And there's no way to measure that, but I can assure you I've seen the church at its best as it's fed empty bellies, put shoes on dozens of children's feet, and generously provided for the less fortunate in our community. This church truly embodies Luke 12, 48, where Jesus said, From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And in closing, I just want to show you a few highlights from a great ministry of our church that not many people are aware of, but it touches dozens of lives throughout the year. Watch as our, our discipleship pastor, Gretchen Rooney, and her incredibly talented husband, Keith, show you how God is at work through our motorsports mission. Our mission field is not just in the third world country. Our mission field is right here in our backyard, like the video uh, says. And I, I want to close this morning by saying this. I, I would be uh, remiss this morning uh, and arrogant if I stood up here and took any credit for what God has done. Uh, a lot of people being faithful and obedient to God has made this the year that we have experienced. And I first want to thank my family for their ongoing support. Lynette, my wife, is my biggest encourager, my biggest fan. Uh, she tears up the letters of resignation that I write most Monday mornings. <laughs> she does so much more than anyone knows or recognizes behind the scenes. She's selfless, the most generous person I know. And I love you, and I couldn't do this without you. My two sons, many of you know the story of how they got here. Uh, it was nothing more than a miracle of God that they are alive. And we promised God, Lynette went in uh, premature labor about 16 weeks, I think. Is that right? 16 weeks. And it was hit and miss, touch and go. She was on bed rest for several months before they were born. She couldn't get up. She could eat. Boy, could she eat. <laughs> But we promised God that if he would get those boys here, that they would be his. And that we would do our very best to raise them to be kingdom builders 
And we have been blessed. God has blessed us with two children that have a passion for just that, serving God and serving others. And I'm very proud of these young men. And to be able to work along beside of them now, building the kingdom. And I'm so proud of the young men that they have become. And I'm even more proud of the beautiful young ladies that they've brought into our family. Uh, the daughters that we never had. Yeah, you can clap. I'm... Hunter and Melanie and Hayden and Elena, I cherish you guys. And I can't wait to see what God does in your lives and your families in the days ahead. Thank you so much for all you do. And to our amazing staff, Carla uh, was here in early service. Uh, those of you that don't know Carla Hillis, uh, we all know she's the one that runs the church. Um, matter of fact, District Assembly, Sunday night, we had over 500 people in the building. It was just thick as flies around here. I was out in the lobby. A lady walked up to me that I did not know I had never met, and she said, where's the lady that runs the church? <laughs> I knew exactly who she was talking about, as did the other 530 people that were here Sunday night. But man, she is such a, a blessing. Her faithfulness, her selfless giving uh, is a critical piece of our ministry, folks. And uh, she's loved. She is loved by this staff and, and by our church. Amanda Odom, Daniel Hillian. Hunter Thrasher and Shelly O'Quinn, I wouldn't trade a single one of you. I've told you, I tell you time and time again, I wouldn't trade a single one of you for any other staff person in the country. I truly believe that we have the greatest staff. They, they are the hardest working people. They wear me out. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm proud to say that not a single person on our staff is lazy. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're hard workers. Uh, they're committed. And they are so humble. And I, we are so blessed. I'm honored to be their partner in ministry and to work along beside you to build the kingdom uh, here in Greenbrier. And I'm more thankful for you than you ever know. Would you thank our staff? They're incredible. And to the leadership of our church board, I love your generosity. Our, our church board is so generous and uh, so giving. I love the sharp focus that they have on keeping the main thing the main thing. And I, I've, I've, I've said before, I've told them before, I know that I can make a bad decision. I know that I can make a wrong decision. I proved it time and time again. But I believe with all my heart that our church board together, led by God, we cannot make a bad decision. And I thank them for being servant leaders and the blessing that they are to our church as they lead our church and have vision for our church in the days ahead. We are truly blessed. Would you th help me thank our church board this morning? Church, this morning I have a vision for our church that is far greater than what I see today. I, I have a vision for a church that loves others more than we have been loved. I have a vision for people who serve others more than they have been served. I have a vision for a church that gives much more than we have received. 
I have a vision where every single person in the body of Christ sees themselves as just that, a critical part of the body of Jesus Christ. And that we wouldn't just be spiritual consumers, but we would be spiritual contributors. A group of people that understands that the church does not exist for us, but we exist for our community. And as a Jesus follower, that's what we have been called to do. So let's be the church. Because folks, I promise you, if we continue to be faithful and we continue to be obedient, the best is yet to come. We have not seen the best yet, I can assure you, and I can promise you. Let me pray for us before we go. God, I thank you today so much for what you have done. God, I want to be so careful that you are the one that receives the glory, and you are the one that receives the honor, and you are the one that receives the recognition because you are the one that's doing the work here. But it's done in and through people who get their role as the body of Christ. And that's to serve others. That's to be contributors. That's part of building the kingdom. That's how we build the kingdom. And so God, I thank you for people who are faithful. I thank you for people who are obedient. I pray for the people that are here today that feel a little bit guilty because they know that they've been a consumer and not a contributor. And God, I just pray that you do a work in their heart. God, that you would, you, you would help them to know how to serve, know how to contribute. God, that we would look like you, that we would allow you to do a work in us so that people would see you and know how you are and who you are so that they would, be, that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior of their life. And God, we've seen it time and time again people accepting you because they've been introduced to you and they're not going to accept you until they know you and they know about you and and the good God that you are. And so I pray that in the days ahead, you would continue to stir us. You would continue to make us uncomfortable. You would help us to be creative, to be able to minister to this world that we live in 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 ways that are effective and that we wouldn't waste our time, we wouldn't waste our energy, and we wouldn't waste our money and things that we've always done that just don't work anymore. God, I pray that you would give us a passion for the loss, that you would give us the the strength and the wisdom and the guidance that we need to be the church that you would have us to be in this community. God, we love you so much and we thank you for loving us and giving us the opportunity to serve you, giving us the opportunity to represent you giving us the opportunity to give back just a little of the blessings that you've given us. And God, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of what you're doing here. And we love you so much. And we thank you for loving us. We thank you for continually pouring out your blessings on us. But God, I pray that we'd never be comfortable in what you've done. But we would be uncomfortable about what needs to be done in the days ahead. And we'll always be careful to give you the praise and give you the glory that you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.